One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. All right, guys, we're back for our next bit of fun. We're going to be talking about our mid-position again, but this time looking between the sort of 500 to 700K bracket. So there's a lot of guys in this position, and it's going to be a really big video. So we're going to be starting with Alex Twal. Interesting one for him. I actually brought him into my team uh, after the first two rounds last season, and that was good for the first few uh, until he got injured, unfortunately, which you can see here has caused a little bit of an issue with his pricing, but mainly his minutes. So the start of the season scored really well, obviously 53 minutes in the first one, but then had a minimum of 67 with a with three 80-minute games in amongst that for an average of close to 70, right? So the high 60s there. And then he got injured. He played the 29 minutes and got 30, so he's at a point a minute again and, and then didn't play again until round 12. But you can see from there that he averaged under 60 minutes, so sort of closer to, to early 50s, right? And obviously, he's not going to score as well as he did earlier. And when you see his price at fifty-two, uh, sorry, 53, you can see that there's a little bit of upside there, right? Do we expect him to go back to bigger minutes? Was he playing slightly hampered? Like, there could have been a chance that he, that he wasn't actually at 100% fitness and therefore wasn't able to score as well. Because you can see when he came back, he was 56 and 50 minutes, 45 and 57, 50 and 53, right? He's scoring really well in those lesser minutes, whereas if he gets close to that 80 minutes like he did at the start of the season, then he can be a really good option for for someone's team. I'm thinking at a minimum he's going he's gonna to score his 53, and there's a chance that he can average closer to 60 if he gets the, the bigger minutes. So... He, I believe, is a much better choice than than a few guys like you know Clemmer Tolman, um, Nathan Brown. These kind of guys, I think, I feel like at a forty or fifty k cheaper price, he has a little bit more upside. So, really interesting start with with Twal, and we're going to move to Takiyaho. See you are, um, and guys, just just making sure that if you. If you are enjoying this, please please do subscribe and the like button. It's really appreciated. Um, and I really hope you're enjoying them. As we go to Takiyaho. So, average 50 for the season. 
Looks like there's a chance that he gets the, the goal-kicking duties, but Lamb and Walker both do kick. So, you know, something to think about there. If you look at his goals for last year, and he, he only kicked a bunch. There's no, nothing nothing ridiculous. And, and he had a really good section through the middle here, right? So from, from round seven onwards for about four weeks, they averaged really well, and then a, a bunch of good scores again. See, some of the scores in patches, right? And for me, over a course of a season, you can get lucky and get him on a, on a good run, but you can also get him at the start of the year, right? So he's averaging closer to 40 in this, at the start of the season there. So for me, at that price point, I feel like there's better options. And even with the goal-kicking duties, possibly, I, I don't see him as a great option. You know, when, when he's not going to play 80 minutes, they're going to want to look for, to have someone else to kick goals on a regular basis. That's, that's my thoughts anyway. On, on him there. All right. Interesting one now is, is Marty Tapao. So let me move along to him. So Adam Fanua Blake moves on to the Warriors and, and we'll go over him in the, in the next, uh, as the next person. But Marty averaged 50 this year. He's, he's averaged better than that in the past. And you can see in, in 2019, he did score a lot better. But when you look at minutes across the last few seasons, he does sit around that 45 to 50 minute mark and you can see that he's done the, the same thing has happened in the past year so a lot of yeah 45 to 50 it's really low for most of the props these days and and I can see him getting a few extra minutes with Fenua Blake going but you know there's there's also the chance that he just he just sticks to the same minutes and, and just doesn't have the upside but if you I feel like it's an interesting one with him it could be like all right if I don't start with him there's a chance I could bring him back in sorry I can bring him in a little bit later if if we see that his minutes are in the first round or two have that uptick you you might have a guy that a a middle middle price player in the rest of your team that that hasn't gone as well and you can and you can move him on to someone like Tapao but priced at 50 like how how much higher do we think he can go I I think probably 55 is, is his is his ceiling so for me, I thought about him for a little bit, but I think I'm going to have to leave him just for the fact that you can see over the past few seasons that that, that 45 to 50 was normal until you go back to 2018 where he, where he did play close to the, uh, 55 to 60 minutes. And you can see there's a bunch of big scores there. 100, 100, uh, sorry, 180, 60 or 51, 70 and 81. Like, was absolutely killing it there, right? So he has that bigger chance of, of going big with the bigger minutes, but... I think he's going to be a wait and see, but a very good option if he does happen to get the bigger minutes. And you move to Fanua Blake, and they're, and they're priced at a very similar a very similar number, averaging 49 for the season. And you see they, they decided to use Fanua Blake as, a, as their high minute prop. So if that changes for, to power, then that's great. But for me, I don't see him playing much many more minutes than he, that he did for Manly that he is for, for the Warriors. So I don't see much upside for Fanua Blake. Coming off a couple of really good seasons, I think I see him averaging around fifty. He just doesn't have the, just doesn't tackle as much as you as you'd hope for that type of player uh, for for a middle forward, right? What you're looking for is around forty tackles and collect like hundred and fifty meters with a few tackle breaks and offloads, and and he just doesn't have those numbers in in defense. What have we got? A highest highest tackle count of the year being thirty three, right? So he's not someone that's going to work really hard on that side of the floor. Um. So yeah, not, not someone I want to be thinking about too much. Jai Arrow becomes an interesting one. 604K, price of 45, which 
is much lower than than previous years. I I used to have him in in years past where he'd be averaging mid fifties and sometimes sometimes sixty. Right, if you go back a little bit, even twenty nineteen was a little bit better, bunch of fifties and sixties, and, and twenty eighteen was his year. Right, we got ninety nine in there, sixty five, fifty fours, eighty twos, seventy three, seventy four. So he's got he's got that in him and. And you can see there was a, a bunch of um, bunch of games where he's playing around that 60-minute mark and a few bigger. You look at 2020, and he still played a similar amount of minutes. He's, I just don't feel like he had the impact that he that he used to. He used to make a lot more a lot more breaks and 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 offload a lot more. Right, and I feel like his plays dropped off a little bit. I feel like he was a better player a year or so ago and, and maybe it was just in, in the Titan system where he where he slowed down a little bit. I'm not exactly sure. It's very hard to judge, but this is the cheapest you'll ever you'll ever get him and I feel like there is a potential upside for him to average at least fifty. But again, is he gonna be a season long keeper? Right? That's that's the thing you gotta think about. What's gonna happen in the in the Rabdos pack is is he going to lose some time to Keir Murray, for example, or you know some some other player that's in that system? They've they've got a a bunch of decent forwards now that he's come over, and they and they're an improving team. So how many like is he going to get that sixty minutes that you need? Is it going to be around the fifty fifty five mark? There's a few things to to think about with him, but at the moment I'm also going to leave him. I, I thought about him in the team at six hundred k, like such a good player, but decided against it with. With him for now. Adam Elliott we move on to, which is a really interesting one. Last year was his best year by far, especially at the start. He sort of came out with a bang and was playing bigger minutes, had a couple of games at 80 minutes, a few in the 60s there. Obviously got injured in one of them. But because he got injured, he's priced at 44 for an average of 47. And when you look at those scores, you can see when he when he played the bigger minutes, so when he played 60, 60 plus, sorry, that was 2019 now, um, only played eight games for the season, right? Two games at eighty. He's got he's got an average of sixty across those two games. Got a try in one of the games for sixty minutes for sixty points. Sixty six minutes for fifty eight. There's a lot of upside for someone like Elliot, and he's someone that I'm, you know, tempted to possibly bring in. They're gonna. Yeah, it's just it's just hard. It's hard to think what's gonna happen with with someone like Luke Thompson. Luke Thompson. He's come over. He's got his little start. He had played a bunch of games, and and he, you could think, yeah, you'd think that he's only going to have some improvement from here. Will Elliot get those minutes? That's my worry. If he gets those minutes, he's worth it, hundred percent. So if you're thinking about him throughout the start of the season or in the preseason, you can see that he's going to be a big minute player, or Thompson's going to play in the front row, or or whatever, because they obviously had have lost Tolman um, as that bigger minute middle forward. So Thompson might take that, or Elliot could take that. And at five ninety six, he's an interesting pick of someone who could at least average fifty or or slightly above. Uh, yeah, so we're just gonna wait on wait and see on on Elliot. And now we'll talk about Thompson, Luke Thompson at five eighty three. So came in priced fairly high at that five fifty mark, and and you can see it, it took him a little bit to get to get into it. He was still playing. He was playing big minutes at the start and averaged around that forty, which is just the PPM's not good enough at around that point seven. Uh, and then the next couple of games, really good work ethic, 43 tackles in each in 50 minutes, approx, and uh, and over 100 metres gained, which put him at a point a minute, which was great. And then he's had a quieter game to then get 41 in 50. And then point a minute, 
and then slightly below in the two games to finish with a 66. So he does have some potential to score really well. And, and again, someone who's priced at 44, I can see him averaging 50 this year. You lose Tolman, bring back in Elliott after the injury. And I see both those two guys being a focal point in their middle forward rotation, playing bigger minutes. So again, there's a little bit upside, and they're both you know, neither here nor there. It's just Thompson probably has that, you know, now that he's played 10, 11 games in a COVID-affected season, there's a chance that he's going to uh, increase and improve on that. And same with Elliot, having sort of broke out a little bit last year and, and come into... You know the fold is a big man, a big minute player for the for the dogs team, but who knows what that team's going to look like? If I'm honest, that should be slightly better, but I don't see much improvement from them this year. Maybe in in next year when Ado Car comes in, Tino, the one that everyone's going to have, right? You can see he's obviously had a lot of games that have been minutes affected. The first six games of the season, the highest amount of minutes he had was forty. And as someone that scored a bunch of tries across the season, so he's got, I believe, six, seven, seven tries there across the season. So you can expect that he'll, I could expect at least five tries in the season. He's that type of player that that's in the game and, and running hard at the line. But just what we want, what we're looking at here, I know a lot of people already have him in their team, but we'll go through it anyway. When he gets the bigger minutes, eighty minutes for for fifty eight. 50 and 60 minutes for a 67, 86, which is huge. 42 and 71, so a little bit slower. Uh, 46 and 69, 40 and 54, 64 and 49, 60 and 53, all with tries. So, look, he's going to have upside. And I suppose if if you're looking at him and going, okay, he's he's now locked down. He's got a spot locked down. He's probably going to take the, probably going to take the 13 position, but we'll see. How many minutes is he going to play? Will he play better? in that position. I can see him averaging 50. Again, he's probably got... It's interesting because most, like, 35% of people have him. But he probably has a similar slash slightly better upside to guys like Elliot and Thompson. So I can see him averaging just over 50, but I don't think it's going to be crazy. He'll probably finish the year at, like, a 750k player just because he does have some inconsistencies. And I guess he didn't have to be the focal point in the Storm system, and he, he might have to be a little bit more in here, but he's someone that doesn't make a shitload of tackles, right, which which causes that inconsistency. If he doesn't run as well or he doesn't get the tackle breaks or offloads, he'll have a lower game in the 40s. Look, he hasn't got one game at 40 tackles. 30, 36 is his highest, so... Sorry, let's scratch that. 40, he got to 40 once, but... That's where I don't see him becoming, like, a, a top gun at, at 800-plus, and... With him playing Origin, it's gonna be an interesting one. It might be the the Smokey that doesn't doesn't absolutely kill it in fantasy, but I also could be wrong. I think I will be starting with him though. Just you wouldn't want to miss out if he goes absolutely bonkers when he's playing up there. An interesting one for me is Corey Horsburgh. Price of forty two with an average of forty eight last year. He was in my team. I started with him with with Bateman being out. There was a good chance that he's gonna play big minutes and and that he did he was sort of looking at around 50 minutes plus a game and and scored really well in that some he's someone that really tackled hard which was which was important you could see you know mid-30s even a 58 tackle game 40 tackles there and then and then played limited minutes so he played limited minutes in in 2019 but you can see that you know 16 17 19 tackles in his 20 to 30 minutes is is what you'd be looking for for a middle forward 
someone that tries his best, runs hard and, and loves an offload. So my question with him this year is, is where is he going to play? Is he going to be a starter or not? Uh, there's a good chance that he's going to be on the bench. So Hawes, we're going to have to wait until team list for him, but very much an interesting player priced at 42, which I think could average 50 and, and give you 100k or so upside for from there. All right, interesting one now is Radley. Where is he? There he is, 524k. Price of 39 with a 2020 average of 43, which included getting injured, right? Getting a nine. So averaging close to 40, closer to 46 and is in a bigger minute role in the lock position. You can see in the first few games, they're 24 for a slow start, but then 67, 53 and 65 and 47 in, in 50 plus minute efforts. So really, really good scores for him. And, and there's a chance that he, that he goes back to that. Our only issue is that he's, he's out for the first few rounds, so... From from what he said on a on a podcast, I believe uh, a few days ago, he should be out for the first three or four rounds. Um, so interesting one there, and something to think about later on. All right, this fella Christian Wells is actually going to be my smoky for the for this position uh, at five hundred thirty six k. Really interesting one for me is priced at his average, but let's let's look into it. Right, so at the start here, very much lower minutes. Yeah, similar to Tino in terms of how many minutes, and he, he was playing, let's say, a lesser role. And then you can see as as the season gets on, he's averaging closer to 50 minutes, right? And playing as many or even a little bit more minutes than Bromwich, starting a lot more games. And then you can see how well he did in the finals, but also, you know, playing for, for the Maroons against the Blues there. Um, becoming, you know, becoming a focal point as a middle forward and he seems like someone who's a smart player he's not giving you many errors and, and penalties and, and just doing a really good job for your team and and I think Bellamy's liking that and he, as you can see the change in his role I was looking into it and you know Bromwich was Bromwich was still there Brandon Smith was still there Tino's there Nelson's there right so there's all these big forwards and he's still he'd still garnered big minutes especially through this back end right so if you just look at those those last bunch, we'll go from the finals onwards. So 42 points, 52, 61, 56, 34, 65, 51, 40, 47, and then a few 30s in there with those 50 minutes. So someone who's averaged 40, I think there's a chance that he can get closer to 50 if he's playing that 55 minutes approximately, scoring at close to a point a minute. So really interesting thoughts on him. There's a chance that that sneaky low price in that middle there that that he can become a, a 700k plus player and then you can move him on come origin time you know, it could be like a 10 round play to to score close to 50 and and get up and make some money so the guys in this position i find him really interesting i think alex 12 has some upside we got blokes like Tapao who possibly has some up for upside arrow is a chance at averaging 45 to, to increase from there. And then you've got Tino and, and Horsburgh to go with Christian Welch. So really interesting position, guys. I know there's, there's three spots in your main team, but then you got a, it should have maybe a, a one or two on the bench. We've also got guys like, um, obviously, the big dogs like McInnes, um, who's a dual position, and, and you could play in between hooker and, and mid. It's really stacked, right? There's there's a lot going on, and what we'll see in the next videos is there's a bunch of guys in the in the cash cow position as well. For the mids, that could make this even harder to to choose your choose your players. So I feel like you've got to be really selective 
in this mid position. And it might be that you don't spend as much money just for the fact that some of the other positions aren't as strong and you might have to spend up a little bit in those. But something to think about anyway. But we'll uh, we'll go through that a little bit more as we get closer to, to season starting off. But um, yeah, I hope you enjoyed that one, guys. There's a lot in it and uh, we'll see you in the next one. Have fun. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another update. In this video, we're going to be talking about our middle forward position, but the cash cows. So the most important one for, for everyone, one that gets the, uh, the most uh, views in the videos. But just want to make a quick note on the Cam McKinnis situation. Just from what I've been following, it seems the fact that I don't think his role will change much this year. From what's been said, it, the new coaching staff wanted to have a look at all the, the key players in their positions and how they're going in the preseason uh, before making any decisions on on, the, on any future and stuff like that. I think it looks like Cam McInnes wanted to show up his future now and and having having only known the coach and, and the coaching staff for a few weeks, you know they weren't they weren't ready to make that decision and, and lock up his his future. I suppose for him it's you know while he's got um, while he's at sort of the peak of his powers, he'd, he'd like to to cash in on on that um, and and grab a four year deal, which he he happened to do at the Sharks. So. Good thing for the Sharks, unlucky for the Dragons fans, but um, that's all on that one. And then we'll make a, a special mention to Murdoch Masilla, uh, Jackson Ford, who I mentioned in the in the Edge Cash Cows video. So they're obviously uh, dual position, and I won't be talking about them here. So jump back into that Edge Cows position and, and, and go from there. So for starters, we're going to start with Moses Leota. So interesting one for him is he should be getting the, the starting role this year with uh, with James Talmau moving along. And... What we see here is priced at 34 um, with his average at 34 as well. And what you can see with him there is he's a fairly good PPM player, right? His his general average was around that. Um, so just just above that, you can see his PPM here, so of 0.9. So when he does, he's going to be someone that when he does get the extra minutes, which he should get a few extra, you know, giving, given he averaged about 36, 37 minutes last year, you'd see that that should grow above 40. Whether that's 40, 45, I doubt it would go to 50, given the fact that he's, he's a little bit more of an impact, you know, run hard type of player rather than the rather than just being a tackler in that middle there. You can see the majority of game, of his games, even with a, a 30s to, you know, 30, 30 minutes, even 27 minutes in some of these games, he, he's running over 100 metres there in the majority of them. So someone like that, you want them to be fresher for when they're on the field. So they're more likely to, to be playing that 40 to 45, especially when he's newer to the role. I wouldn't expect him to come out and be playing 50 minutes plus in the majority of his games to start. Um, but that's just my opinion there in terms of his minutes. But what we should see is, is a bump in his in his scoring. So an average of 34, I can expect him to be averaging close to 40. So if you feel like that's worth it for your team, then please bring him in. But for me, he's not gonna be a keeper. He hasn't shown that type of, yeah. You know, he hasn't shown keeper status levels even in in games where he has started. He'd have to be averaging fifty plus minutes to do that, and I'm not ready to to pick him as a starter in my in my team until I see that. So if he if he happens to show that in the first few weeks, then great. And you're lucky if you pick him up, or you can just pick him up for someone that maybe hasn't performed and he's in that mid price that that he's not too bad. If if he's looking to become a keeper and, and gain a couple hundred k, then yeah, sweet. But if not. I don't think he's worth it currently, but very much an interesting player for those that attempted by him. We're going to talk to talk about Tom Gilbert now. He is a dual position. I did forget to talk about him in the edge 
edge forward position, but we'll speak about him now. Very much price similar. Average of 32, price at 32 for last year. The most important ones with him is the fact that at the start of the year, he played reduced minutes at you know highest minutes of 35 and did score at a PPM of close to one. So just under one in, in those games on average. Then he come down a little bit lower and he got to come on a little bit earlier one of the games and play 66 minutes off the bench to score 44 and mainly in base stats. So 34 tackles, 105 metres, a couple tackle breaks with only a couple of missed tackles. So you can see his average missed tackles, you know, his, his tackle efficiency is in the 85% range. And 43 tackles for three misses being his worst game, but you take that every day of the week. And when you come down, he's had another... Uh, a couple of games there of, of 72 minutes for 57, 57 minutes for 30, 56 for 45, and 53 for 50, right? So you see those last three, we're pretty happy with those scores at an average of in the low 40s, right? He's priced at 32. If he's going to play mid-50s minutes, he's going to see some price bumps. If he does happen to get bigger game time, obviously you've got someone like, if he's going to get the starting position, Cohen Hess is on the bench and would play more of an edge role. So you can see this amount of minutes staying steady, right? Again, similar to Leota, you're going to have a little bit of a, uh, a jump in, in scoring, you'd imagine, but how much of that scoring jump is it going to be, right? So that's, that's what we've got to think about with him. If he's, getting, if he's going to get closer to 80 minutes and play games like this one, if he has 72 minutes, 42 tackles, 140 metres, one tackle break, one miss, then he's a definite... Uh, you definitely need to bring him into your squad, Right? If he doesn't, then I see an upside of around a, around an eight to eight to ten points, so forty to forty two average. For if he plays close to eighty minutes, you can see him averaging closer to forty five fifty, and and he would definitely be worth being in in your team, as a as a middle and an edge dual position, given the fact that he won't play Origin either, and you'd expect him to to play a few more minutes during that time, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So someone that's really interesting, and I'd be keeping him on the watch list. Uh, as to where he's going to play in the season and the makeup of their bench, for example. Uh, that's all on Gilbert. I'm, I think, very close to having him just above Leota at this stage. But again, we're going to have to work it out depending how team list goes and as we get closer to the season. All right, we're going to move along to Joe Offangawi. Moves along to the Tigers. So obviously spent a lot of time at the Broncos for the start of his career for the last three years, right? Let's jump back and, and have a look at his price first of 417k price of 31 okay so over over the past few seasons let's go right back and see what ha- what he's done in bigger minute roles you can see here time off the interchange in 50 to 60 minutes he has scores of 55 56 38 56 44 a few 40s and then a bunch in the 60s so when he when he gets a higher minute role he's a bit of a workhorse and he, he can he can score through tackle breaks and offloads as well if we come back to the start of last season, he did have one big minute game for 35, which wasn't too great. Um, a couple of lower minute games again, but just didn't score as well as he did when he first came onto the scene in, in 2018, right? Big change. You'd expect that he'd improve as as he as time goes along. A couple of 80 minutes games for 36 and 41, and he's, he's getting 32 and 34 tackles in there, but he's just not breaking the tackles that he was much earlier in his se- when, he, when he first started. You see games of 4, 2, 6, 5, 5, right? And then the last two seasons just really slowed down his scoring capability. So be an interesting one to see where what happens with him here. Is he going to get bigger minutes? Is he going to play a lock role? You doubt it with 12 being there. 
So you'd think he's he's going to be in the middle forward rotation and and I can see him averaging 30 to 40, like somewhere between 30 and 40 and you know, more chance of being towards the 30 side unless you know change of club means a change of heart with him and his scoring potential and, and, and how well he can progress. And was he not just a one-hit wonder in that first year? That's... That's my worry with offhand Gowie. And at the moment, I have the other guys that I spoke about, Gilbert and Leota, ahead of him. Obviously, waiting on what team list is going to be, but but we'll, um, we'll work it out as that comes on. I spoke about Connor Watson before. Just wanted to give people a little bit of an update on him. I'd expect him to be scoring similar to, to where he was last season. It sounds like he's going to be playing the exact same role, playing, playing around 40 to 50 minutes, off the interchange bench as a rover through the middle, and at his price point with with the dual position, about a hundred k hundred k cheaper than the guys we're speaking about. He he's comes in as an interesting option, but I'd like to see what happens with Teamless as we go along. Uh, an interesting one is Hetherington. So before we start, guys, just want to say if you if you're enjoying these videos, please hit like. Um, loving the amount of uh, extra people that are seeing this at the moment. I hope. You're all getting a lot of benefit, but please hit subscribe if you are. These these videos are coming out every day at the moment, uh, until we especially until we finish all those positions. Um, please wait patiently for those. They're, they're being made as we go along, but um, enjoying the feedback, guys. And we'll jump into Hetherington now. So priced at 24 with an average of 25.6. A lot of people have picked him up in their team, and I don't see the upside here. Someone that is a really aggressive player, as you can see from what happened in a couple of these games, Last year, he was on loan with the Warriors, okay? And and did get to play, what, six games for the Warriors there after only playing the first round uh, last year. So only got the 19 minutes and then got put out on loan and played some big minutes, man. So the first four games there, he's averaging just uh, just over 40 minutes for a highest score of 34, right? So PPM isn't anything crazy. If you look at it up here, 0.66 already owned by 11.5% of teams, which is, which is pretty crazy. In my, in my thoughts, at 320K, I definitely think Watson is a better option and he has dual position status as well. Well, you can see from his big minute roles, he happened to play a couple of really big ones at prop even um, when, when the Warriors were really down on troops. And you can see a score of 48 for 34 tackles, three breaks, Five missed tackles, 140 metres, being his obvious standout performance of the year. And then a game of 70 minutes for 29. And to me, he's not going to play anywhere near that amount of minutes. And I can see him averaging closer to 25. I don't see much upside with Hetherington. You know, they have a lot of a lot of good middle forwards at, at the Dogs, and I, I just don't see him improving. He's not, he's not a guy that's a really good fantasy scorer. So he's someone that I'm going to leave out of my team uh, with a lot of... A lot of decent options, especially in the edge and this middle middle forward section to go along with the hooking section. I don't see him as having a spot in my team. Daniel Alvaro. Someone I was looking into a little bit. Very interesting what's happened with him. If you think back you know, a couple of years ago, look at this 2018, man. Crazy with the Eels. He was a starting prop, absolutely killing it. You know, scores of 40s and 50s. Even scores, and even a score in the eighty there, a random sixty. So crazy over the twenty eighteen, right? Comes to twenty nineteen, and sees a reduction, a little reduction in his role in minutes. He's down in the thirties and forties, with a couple of random fifty minute games, but but scores in the thirties, sometimes forties, right? Nothing crazy. Comes over to the Dragons team, priced at twenty two, 
with an average of 23.5 last season. If we have a look at what happened, obviously started the, the season missing a bunch of it, coming, in, coming back in around seven before getting injured straight away. So a couple of red flags for me there is the injury status. And, and you can see that when he comes back in round 12, after having a couple of injuries, you can see there's a bit of a bit of an issue there in terms of um, maybe he wasn't at, at full strength and it's partly the reason why they sent him out on loan um, to the Warriors. But you can see he did score really well in his minutes there. Didn't play a lot of big minute games, but with a PPM of, of 1.2, uh, 1.02, sorry, I see him as, as having a lot of upside. My main issue is in that, is in that dragon side is are they going to have are they going to have a space for him right so we look in to their predicted lineup just for just for argument's sake and, and you've got someone like McInnes who's a chance of playing 13 he's signed with the Sharks as a 13 Hunt could go into into the 9 position they feel that's they feel the uh, 7 position there but Alvaro hasn't even got a spot in this squad you've got guys like Blake Laurie who's come along well Kerr's doing well um you know, Farmasuli, I don't even know how to say his name properly. Have you got Marin on the bench there? And where does, where does Alfaro sit in this team? That's, that's my worry. If he can get a spot in this 17 and get closer to 40 minutes, then he's got a lot of upside. I think he can average close, close to a, peep, a point per minute um, at, a, at a score of 40 there. And if, if he does that, then, then he's got a lot of upside. But at this stage, it doesn't look like he will get a spot Someone to keep an eye on, I think, is if he gets bigger minutes throughout the season with injuries and stuff, then he could bring him in. But if he does get a spot in that 17, I think he's a really cool option there in that position. And, and we will talk about Farmasuli as well in this one. I find him as a really interesting option. Whichever one of these two guys gets the spot, and I think it will be Farmasuli at the moment, I think they're going to score really well. You can see when he when he's got some some bigger minutes there. He's got a PPM of, of 0.8, so a little bit less than Alvaro, but it's very hard to do that when you, when you come on for 15 minutes a game in a bunch of them there. Very hard to come on and score amazingly fast. You know, there's a chance of getting the odd penalty and stuff and, and reducing that score. But you can see when he, when he got a little bit extra time, 34 points in a 42-minute effort, 43 and 50. If he can get close to 40 minutes off the bench, he's got a bunch of upside as well. I can see him averaging close to 35 in that 40 minutes. And seeing he's only uh, a young player in the team, got the one game in 2018, and and this is will be the start of his fourth season. I see some upside for Farmasuli as well. As I said, let's see how the team lists shake out, and and even the trial statistics, and and see if he we can see some upside for him there. But yeah, both those guys are really interesting for me, and, and at a really good price at under 300k going forward. All right, a couple more expensive guys, Ryan James. Moves over to the Canberra Raiders, and I just don't see a spot for him. Paul Blake didn't even play a game last year and hasn't played a game since round six in 2019. So for me, Ryan James is a wait and see. You can you can remember what he's done in the past. There's games in 2018 of 105, 80, 68, like three in a row, crazy. 79 or 64. So that was his sort of, you know, 27 and 18 were his breakout years and playing massive minutes, man, in the in the prop position. Even 80, a lot of 80 minute games in the prop and second row position, which is awesome, but... How's his body feeling? Price to four hundred fifty k. You know, if he's closer to two, two fifty three hundred, then you might have a gamble on him. But Ryan James, I see is someone. If there's injuries, then you might be able to get him in there and and make a little bit extra money. But price to thirty four is a bit of a worry. 
I feel like you'd have to have a big injury to, to Papali or something like that, which we don't want, but that's the only time he's going to get a good chance to score well in that team. Let me move to Josh Kerr. So it's tipped that he'll start the season in the, in the prop position. He's priced at 36, which is a bit of an awkward price at 480k. What you can see here is he played a bunch of games off the interchange bench. When he played in the prop position, his minutes didn't really change. So I don't see much improvement for him throughout the season. He's got one, uh, two really big scores. One of them was in it with a try, and the other one was with a try. Right? So I don't see much upside with Kerr, and that's all I'm really going to say on, on him for this at this stage with yeah, not much upside. Maybe it could be priced at 40 by the end of the year, but... Yes, 50k upside is not not very important for someone like this. But anyway, guys, that's the that's the cash cows for the for the middle forward section. I hope you've um, enjoyed that one.